It's time for Weekdays with Wilk. Your daily dose of sports and how it affects the state of Utah. Here's your host, Tanner Wilkinson. Welcome on in. It's a Monday, February 16th. It's President's Day, or rather it's the 15th today. Uh, Hope you enjoyed your Valentine's Day. Hope you got your loved ones something special. I'm pretty excited about what my wife got me. It's not going to get here till later this week, but uh, I'll have to share a picture of it on social media. It's something I had as a kid that was really cool, and then it kind of went out of style for a couple years because this particular athlete was struggling both on the course and in his own life. And when I say course, that might give it away, but uh, it's a pretty cool gift. So let's uh, go ahead and get into the rundown. We had a busy uh, weekend in the NBA. You know what a rundown is? Uh... Can you get this rundown for me? This rundown better be really good. But it sounds like the rundown is really important. The Boston Celtics were expecting to challenge for a berth in the NBA Finals. However, they looked nothing like a contender when they played the lowly Washington Wizards. Celtics now sit at 500 at 13-13 and on the season after falling to the Wizards for the second time in as many meetings this season. They lost 104-91. And NBA leading scorer Bradley Bill lit up Boston for 35 points after sitting out Friday's loss to New York. He appeared rejuvenated as he hit 10 of 18 from the field, converted four three-pointers, and made all 11 of his free throws. Russell Westbrook came close to a triple-double, providing 13 points, 11 assists, and 9 rebounds as Washington won for only the seventh time in 24 games. Kemba Walker and Jalen Brown scored 25 points for Boston apiece. They trailed by 24 in the third quarter, and the Celtics have now lost for the 10th time in their last 16 games. Anthony Davis will undergo an MRI today after re-aggravating his sore right Achilles in the first half of the Lakers' 122-105 loss to the Nuggets. Nuggets center Nikola Jokic contributed 23 points, 16 rebounds, and 10 assists in his sixth triple-double of the season. LeBron James furnished 22 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists as the Lakers' seven-game win streak was halted. Lou Williams scored a season-high 30 points and had 10 assists in his first start of the season to carry the Clippers 128-111 to in a win over the Cavaliers. Marcus Morris added a season-best 23 points off the bench as the Clippers won comfortably despite playing without stars Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Devin Booker scored 27 points, and the Suns picked up their sixth straight victory by whipping the Magic 109-90. to Michael Bridges finished with 21 points, and Phoenix never trailed after jumping out to a 14-2 lead. Justin Jackson furnished a season-high 22 points and hit a critical three-pointer in the final minute to help the Thunder top the Bucks 114-109. Milwaukee forward Giannis Antetokounmpo had 24 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists for his fourth triple-double of the season. Damian Lillard scored 34 points and 11 assists, and they sent the Trailblazers to clinch their fourth win in a row, 121-118 against the Mavericks. Dallas guard Luka Doncic finished with 44 points, 9 assists, and 7 rebounds, one game after scoring a career-high 46 points. The Spurs outlasted the shorthanded Charlotte Hornets 122-110 behind DeJounte Murray's 26 points and 12 rebounds. Derek White scored 12 of his season-high 25 points in the fourth quarter, helping San Antonio to its fifth win in six games. Jonas Valanciunas scored a season-high 25 points and had 12 rebounds as the Grizzlies won for just the second time in their last seven games, 124-111 versus the Kings. Dylan Brooks delivered 22 points for Memphis, and Ja Morant added 16 with 10 assists despite a rough shooting night. Mason Plumley recorded his first career triple-double by providing 17 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists in the Pistons' 123-112 victory against the Pelicans. Josh Jackson had a team-high 21 points and. The team went 17 of 35 from behind the arc, spoiling Stan Van Gundy's return to Motown. The Timberwolves ended a four-game losing streak as Carl Anthony Towns scored seven of his 20 points late in the fourth quarter of a 116-112 win over the Raptors. 
Malik Beasley also scored 20 points, and Anthony Edwards added 18 for Minnesota, which shot 69% from the floor in the second half. College Hoops, Michigan had to shift into comeback mode on Sunday as it resumed its men's basketball schedule following a COVID-induced three-and-a-half-week layoff. The third-winked Wolverines trailed by 14 in the first half before Wisconsin shooters went ice cold in Michigan's 67-59 win over the 21st-ranked Badgers. 14-1 Wolverines scored the game's final eight points and pulled ahead for good with a minute 46 left on a tie-breaking putback from Hunter Dickinson, who had 11 points and 15 rebounds. Isaiah Livard scored 20 points for Michigan, which was playing for the first time since January 22nd. Badgers shot 7 of 28 in the second half and missed their last 11 three-point attempts. In Sunday's other top 25 game, Tremel Murphy scored 17 points, including the go-ahead basket in overtime as Drake rallied past number 22 Loyola Chicago 51-50. The Bulldogs overcame 33% shooting and a 42-32 deficit, and they improved to 20 and two overall that is your rundown for this monday a uh, busy weekend in the nba we'll get to the jazz in a minute i want to stay and talk about boston for just a second here because it's not looking very good right now for the celtics um kemba walker while he had a good game last night clearly is not himself uh hasn't been really since the bubble and boston paid a lot of money for this guy and they've just had bad 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 luck at point guard ever since uh, Rajan Rondo, um, it, you know, they had Isaiah Thomas and he was great until the injury. And then they had Kyrie Irving and he was great until, you know, he thought the earth was flat for whatever reason. Uh, and then now the situation with Kemba Walker, they don't have a true center. If I'm them, I would be looking into the Andre Drummond situation with which ESPN's, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that Drummond's likely on the move from Cleveland. If I'm Boston, I would probably make that call. Because uh, Daniel Tice and Tristan Thompson have been okay, but that they really don't have a guy that can go out and, and give you what you need at that center position if you expect to compete in the East against Joel Embiid, against Giannis Antetokounmpo, against you know some of these other bigger guys that some of these teams are going to end up having come playoff time. So I think I would separate, help separate Boston maybe a little bit. Um, but they got issues. Uh, there's absolutely no question about it. They, uh, Man, they're just having a tough time really getting anything going. Jason Tatum's COVID issues obviously had an impact on that. Not having Marcus Smart's been pretty key as well because Tatum and Jalen Brown have been brilliant. I love Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown has quietly been their best player this season and it you know outside of him and Tatum there's no one really else that's contributing at a super super high level for Boston so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there that uh, go get Andre Drummond or do they go get Blake Griffin because uh, Blake Griffin apparently is being made available as well Um, they're trying to figure out uh, what what's his future is going to be like in Detroit they already shipped off Derrick Rose so is that a guy that would come in and, and make a sense for Boston? That's a lot of money to be paying a guy, though, in Blake Griffin. Uh, college Hoops just wanted to touch base on Michigan. I think the Wolverines uh, are going to be a really good good problem, a big problem for teams come March. Are they as good as Baylor and Gonzaga? I personally don't think so, but what they did yesterday was extremely impressive against a good Wisconsin team. You haven't played in three and a half weeks. You could be a little rusty. Come out on top and get a very nice win. Um, really strong, strong performance yesterday for Michigan. They are going to be a team to definitely watch in the tournament as a one seed, and they should have no problem uh, potentially even getting to the Final Four 
they're still just a step below Michigan or Gonzaga and Baylor. I wanted to put them, you know, in that conversation towards, you know, their rise. And Juwan Howard's done a fantastic job there. He deserves a lot of credit. Uh, I like Michigan a lot. They're definitely a team I'm going to keep my eyes on uh, come tournament time. So really interesting there. I want to talk a little bit about the Anthony Davis injury. He's going to get an MRI today. We obviously don't know the severity of it. You don't like to speculate on, you know, some injuries and things like that. But I think AD is going to eventually be okay. I think if you're the Lakers, you just got to rest him. Rest him for as long as he needs. Look at Kevin Durant. And obviously, Kevin Durant's kind of the exception when it comes to coming back from this injury. DeMarcus Cousins has been okay this year, coming back off of uh, his his bad injuries. But look at Clay Thompson. You don't want to rush these guys. You don't want to ha- try and force anything back into it. Look at Mehmet Okur with the Jazz, uh, for example. The Jazz were smart with Joe Ingles and kept him out for as long as possible. The uh, Lakers need to do the same thing with AD here. I don't think seeding is going to be nearly as important for the Lakers this year as maybe it has been in the past, simply because you're going to have two of the top six guys in, on the, in the world on your squad, and you've got some really good role players that uh, know how to play together. Um, the Lakers might drop a couple here and there, but I think uh, depending on what AD is going to um, – Depending on when AD is going to come back, I think uh, either way, you just got to rest him. And if you take a couple of regular season losses and you stay at the two seed, even maybe if you drop down to three, I think that's okay. Because um, I still think the Lakers are the favorites to come out of the West, even even over the Jazz. And the Jazz are playing just unbelievably good basketball, like disgustingly good basketball right now. It is so much fun to watch the Jazz. Um, we'll uh, We'll talk a little bit about the Jazz here in just a bit. Uh, interesting story coming out of Florida. Central Florida is deciding to make former Auburn coach Gus Malzahn their next head coach. Smart move by UCF. Uh, they've done a really nice job hiring guys, getting them into positions. Uh, you know, they've had coaches go to Oregon and Nebraska, and now Josh Heupel going to Tennessee. So uh, I think it's a good move. You bring a guy in that's got some Power 5 experience. Didn't work out too great for him at the end there at Auburn, even though he got him to a national championship game. And UCF's been a really fun team to watch over the last decade uh, in terms of G5 schools. I think they're going to have a really good shot uh, at getting more of those New Year's Six Bowls. They they only lost one game in a two-year span. Uh, That was a good win for BYU this year in their bowl game. So uh, overall, I like the hire for Central Florida. And I think you might as well just uh, continue to 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 go and and, uh, make that happen. Interesting note here, Terry Mohajer was the athletic director at Arkansas State when Malzahn was at Arkansas State for one year, and uh, they're now back working together because Mohajer was just recently hired by UCF to be their new AD. Their old AD goes to Tennessee, brings uh, Josh Heupel with them. Jazz hosting the Sixers tonight. It's the best in the West against the best in the East, and uh, this is. I had a buddy asking me, is this an NBA Finals matchup? And I think it could be. I think, uh, you know, this is still fairly early in the season to some extent, but these are the two best teams after, you know, a third of the way. There definitely should be in the consideration for a contending spot. Uh, the Jazz play well enough on both ends to do so. Same with Philadelphia. I think these are two of the most balanced teams in the entire league. Uh, Doc Rivers has done a great job utilizing the Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid situation. Tobias Harris is playing really well again. And uh, Seth Curry has been a great addition for them. They just really have made smart, smart roster moves. And I like overall where Philadelphia's gone with this team. Now, 
they I would still maybe say they're the third best team right now in the East, in my opinion, probably behind uh, Milwaukee and Brooklyn, just in terms of how far they can go in the postseason. Um, but overall, they're proving it right now. And again, is it gonna? It's gonna come down to Doc's uh, Doc's coaching. But how good are the Jazz? Like how stinking good of the Jazz? I mean, man, how how fun is this team? This is just absolutely phenomenal. What uh, what this team's been able to do? What Quinn Snyder and Dennis Lindsay have been able to do? I know there were a few times last year that Dennis Lindsay was really frustrated with uh, how the makeup of things had gone. And I think bringing back Derek Favors solved a lot of those issues, both in the locker room and outside of it. So just an unbelievable job uh, by this Jazz front office and coaching staff to get these guys playing so well together. And Mike Conley still out of the lineup. Uh, So that's going to be something to keep an eye on for Philadelphia against Philadelphia tonight. I think Mike's a good mismatch for them, uh, but he won't get the chance to play tonight. Joel Embiid, I believe, is playing, but uh, there is a slight chance he might not play tonight either with uh, just some rest issues. Uh, University of Utah is going to be in Corvallis on Thursday to take on Oregon State. Utes lost to Stanford on Saturday. Sit, they sit at 9-8. and eight. Uh, Yeah, they're going to have to go on a pretty miraculous one at this point to make the tournament. Utah State, big game against Boise State on Wednesday in Boise. Uh, Utah State's had three straight games postponed due to COVID-19. Uh, Aggies not really even sitting on the bubble right now simply because they're not playing, but Boise State is right on that bubble, would be huge to even split this series with Boise uh, up on the road. That's going to be tough for the Aggies and a good challenge for them. I'm I'm really excited for that game this week. BYU gets Pacific on Thursday. Uh, That should be an interesting one for the Cougars. That one went to uh, double overtime in Provo, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes down uh, in Stockton, California. I'm really, really interested to see how BYU does after they've had, you know, they haven't played since this last Monday against Gonzaga. Uh, feels like forever since we've had a BYU win, simply because in terms of days it has, even though in terms of games it has not been, you know, that long since BYU beat up on Portland. Um, but just good to have some basketball back this week and really hoping hoping it doesn't get postponed. Uh, MVP rankings for this week for the NBA. Uh, I'm going to go 10, DeMar DeRozan, 9, Donovan Mitchell, 8, Julius Randle, 7, Luka Doncic, Six Damian Lillard, five Kawhi Leonard, four Steph Curry, three Nikola Jokic, two LeBron James, and Joel Embiid is still number one in my MVP rankings for this week. What's going on tonight? The NBA, we've got Chicago visiting Indiana. Houston visits Washington at 5 p.m. on NBA TV. Atlanta visits New York. Philadelphia will be visiting Utah at 7 tonight. Brooklyn's in Sacramento for an 8 p.m. tip. Cleveland visits Golden State at 8 and Miami taking on the Clippers at 8, that also on NBA TV. And only one top 25 college basketball game, Virginia and Florida State, 7 versus 16. That should be a good one at 5 on ESPN. Game picks for tonight. I'm going to go with the Pacers over Chicago. I'm going to take Washington over Houston. I think that's got a chance to be a really good game. I'm going to take the Knicks over Atlanta. That another uh, one to keep a close eye on. The Hawks really struggling. The Knicks are actually playing really good basketball right now. I'm going to take the Jazz over the Sixers tonight, uh, especially if MB does not end up playing in that game. I like Brooklyn winning at Sacramento. The Kings have one of the worst defenses in the NBA. So does Brooklyn, but Brooklyn's offensive output's a little bit better. I'm going to take Golden State over Cleveland, and I got Miami winning in L.A. against the Clippers. I think the Heat are just starting to figure themselves out, and playing against a team like the Jazz is not a good. This isn't a good Jazz team to uh, 
try and figure yourself out. That's going to do it for Weekdays with Wilk. I'm your host, Tanner Wilkinson. Continue to subscribe. You can listen through the TuneIn app or on Spotify. We have several other media outlets as well that you can check us out at. Don't forget, everyone, love one another. I'm your host, Tanner Wilkinson.